Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, happy Monday. Happy Dias, Dias de los Muertos, Day of the Dead in Mexico, November 1, November 2. This is it, celebration of life. Um, with some tangents, today's question is, Mike, what's real, what's illusionary, and what's permanent? Specifically, if everything is an illusion, then our thoughts are an illusion too. Where is the energy coming from? I believe everything is created from the energy of infinite love, beautifully put. An energy I can feel deep within my heart. But all of that may be an illusion as well. Sometimes it feels like an outward spiral into an abyss that doesn't exist. Uh, I, I can totally relate to the quandary. And oh my gosh, I, I think it's not that unique for anyone who's taken the time, maybe not many, to wonder about life, dreams, happiness. Who the hell are we? How the heck did we get here? It's so mind boggling. It's so flipping impossible that we exist. I mean, where did God come from? What is consciousness? What was the beginning of the beginning of the beginning? It's like, ah, my wandering has led me to a, a safe space. And that is understanding you here and now is, is your only task. Okay. Uh, if you can get you here and now, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? everything else will fall into place. Not that it won't be mind-blowing. Perhaps we can't have a mind to really uh, grasp it because our minds are so linked to these sacred jungles of time and space. But there's a room for a ton of traction and that's where we're about to go. So um, without regard to explaining the origins of consciousness, okay, what can we know? Well, I'll tell you what's fake. Okay, what's fake is time, space, and what fills it up, matter. Time, space, and matter are the illusions that make our adventures possible. Now, fake doesn't mean a bad thing in this case. Fake simply means they are not what we thought they were. Scientists are on to this. Matter is not solid. It is whirling, organized energy. Organized organized energy uh what belies organized but intelligence there is intelligence this whole world this whole physical universe the inner worlds as well are teeming with intelligence so there's something going on with a purpose uh an order a perfection uh, a beauty that alone is comforting so what is fake Time, space, matter. These are the illusions that make possible our adventures. Begging the question, what is real? Now, okay, this is what is real. Your feelings are real. Your emotions, intuition, gut instincts, 
Everything intangible that you were taught was illusionary is actually reality, is actually real. It exists. It has a, a, a nature and properties and characteristics, just as the physical world. Um, but here's what's throwing you off. Um, because to us in the physical, those are called illusionary, that means, as your question pointed out, does that mean they're not real? Is God's love, which powers it all, not real? No. What's real is what's intangible. Uh, even thought, our flaky little thoughts that come and go like clouds cruising through the sky, our thoughts are not who we are, but our thoughts are real. They have a reality far surpassing uh, the illusions of time, space, and matter. In fact, our thoughts become the things and events of our lives. Thoughts become things. That's the three fingers every morning. Thoughts become things. That's the reality. Uh, that's, that is what's real. What's permanent is the last part of this question. And this is where we're brushing up against, you know, God's sleeves, if you will. And, and really, it's, it's almost beyond comprehension. Um, I would say what's permanent or what's closest to source, what's forever and ever, what transcends time, space, and matter is consciousness. Now, what is consciousness? That is the question. Um, that is uh, the, the unanswerable, in, in my opinion. You could say energy, but I think not. Sarah Landon, who I adore and work with, um, channels the council, and the council says consciousness um, moves energy into form. Consciousness moves energy into form. Consciousness moves energy into form. This is worth stating. So the big question is, and my question for her, is what's consciousness? Okay, that's, that's coming in our project right now. But consciousness moves energy. Well, where did the energy come from? Into form. Form is like the last thing. If you will, it's all permanent. Even the illusions are permanent illusions because time is an illusion and you can always revisit a space or a spot or something tangible as long as you can conjure it up here. But what's truly, truly bedrock reality, the prime mover is consciousness. It is the, the, the flow of awareness, the flow of intelligence, what is, what is literally divine essence. Uh, which is literally your essence. You are permanent. God is permanent. Consciousness is permanent. Consciousness is source. It always existed prior to time. So there is no before. Um, and so that's our lesson today. Keeping it simple here on Dias de los Muertos, the day after Halloween, two very different holidays, both a lot of fun. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. And today's question from you, how to prevail over self-doubt. These are crazy times we're in right now. The vibrations, the energies are super high. Thoughts become things faster than they ever have in the past. And this is both wonderful and terrifying. So to get you grounded, if you're feeling some self-doubt, and that's totally normal in a life at this juncture where our the evolution of our consciousness is kind of low. These are primitive times uh, and doubly true to be on a slippery slope 
when things are in such transition as they are now. We see it with coronavirus and uh, the polarity, the political spectrum. You know, people are on pins and needles and it's because things are changing, changing, changing. This is this is an exciting time to be alive. So, so let me not banish your fear and self-doubt. Let me help you manage it with three thoughts. Number one, just a little bit of deductive reasoning, contemplating the nature of reality, our presence here in these sacred jungles of time and space where there's just so much beauty and infinite possibilities and love everywhere. Our nature is to thrive. You're here to succeed. It's far easier to rock these jungles of time and space than to be rocked by them. It's your inclination, it's your default settings to rise to the service, to be giddy with joy every single day. Now, I know we haven't been told that and and we've layered on top of it all kinds of fear and limiting beliefs. I'll give you some tips on limiting beliefs in just a moment. But see the obvious just as nature thrives and diversifies and and seeks its own value fulfillment. So do we, so do you. This is what's going on. You are this tidal wave of energy and magnificence and beauty that was careening through the cosmos for eternity. And you came upon these sacred illusionary realms of time, space, and matter. And you're like, man, I'm going to try that out, but it's going to be scary. I don't care. It's still inside of the heart of God. Um, and, And you had this tug of war. Should I? Shouldn't I? Angels fear to tread where you have been. But here you are on the razor's edge of reality creation. And if we get out of our own way, we can see that it's easier to be healthy than sick. It's easier to smile than frown. It's easier to have friends than none. It's easier to have clarity than to be confused. It's easier to have money than to be broke. I mean, everybody watching this right now has some kind of money. I mean, even if you're in debt, you got some kind of money. You're blowing the lid off of this thing. See the obvious. You're going to do just awesome. You always have. How many times did you think you wouldn't make it through that dark night of your soul? And here you are. And it's going to get easier and better. And think not that life is meant to be a series of tests. You pass one, boom, you got hit by another. Get through that, bam, another. Baloney, there's no test. There's never been a test. There's been us and our confusion. And learning a lesson will get you past that confusion. And this is what happens automatically as days turn into years, turn into decades, we become wiser. We don't even have to try and it starts happening. See how you automatically auto-correct? You automatically self-correct, especially when you stop self-doubting, worrying, and being afraid. But even when you do do worry, self-doubt, and feel fear, you still prevail. It's amazing your inclination to thrive and see it for what it's worth and get out of your own way and you will soar. Okay, the next thing I wanted to share with you, your issues, your problems, your challenges, they are invitations from your higher self to greatness, to being even greater than you knew was possible prior to the issue showing up. They're not random. 
And one of the main reasons we feel self-doubt and self-loathing and timidity and angst and frustration and fear is because we've got these things to deal with that nobody else has to deal with, whether it's a fear or a phobia or an addiction or recovery or um, whatever. We all got it. I got my stuff too. I've had it. But you know, I notice and I look back and it's like, I moved through one issue after another, and they were all issues I never thought I could move through. And I thought I was plagued with it, but by moving through it, it's like the person who tells me that cancer was the greatest gift of their life. Why? Because it made them appreciate life like they never had before. It made them appreciate themselves like they never had before. It made them appreciate their relationships like they never had before. It made them find their power, and they hadn't known that before. And suddenly this, this, disgusting disease that was destroying their body is seen for the experience it brought about and the experience was one of empowerment now you can say okay what about the people who didn't survive cancer they did survive they're on the other side they're in another realm it took them higher but you can decide what your destiny is going to be when you have an affliction or a diagnosis you can go within you can find your power don't think that this was some meaningless thing that was just rained down upon you. There's order. And when you see the order, you see the beauty. When you see the beauty, you find your power. You can power through absolutely anything. Look at the unending cases of spontaneous remission from all diseases. Okay, it wasn't random. They found their power and it wasn't something they intellectualized. It was something they felt. It was something they understood. They, they did the stuff. They went to the doctor. Maybe they got the chemo. Be a good patient. Play both ends to the middle, but self-reflect. Find some joy. See the obvious, that you are a miracle and so is your life. And if you can muster that at the same time as cancer, by definition, you're greater than the cancer. Or whatever else you're dealing with, whatever your challenges are, whatever your fears, whatever the relationship um, angst is, whatever the breakup, whatever the heartache, whatever the emotional insecurities, whatever the paranoia, whatever the whatever, it's a leg up. It's here for you. See it as a gift. It's time to unwrap it. And you're going to feel self-doubt and maybe self-loathing as you deal with your inevitable inclination to succeed. And as you unwrap the presence of your challenges, that's okay. It's, a, it's scary to be human at this juncture in time and space. That's okay. It's okay. You can worry a little bit, but it's not going to do you any good. But if you can't stop it, that's okay. You got this. You totally got this. And the third thing I wanted to talk to you about when it comes to self-doubt and fears is like your concern that maybe you're self-sabotaging. And how do we do that? Through invisible limiting beliefs. We have beliefs that we don't even know we have that we're not good at this and we're not good at that and math is for other people and so is creativity for other people and you're not a people person anyway and you just need to be with your fur babies and why are you having to deal with all this stuff? What's going on in here? Where are the wires crossed? Why do you keep you know, getting on the verge of success and it slips away? Don't draw a conclusion that there's some invisible limiting belief. I really believe that nine times out of 10, it's no invisible limiting belief. It's resistance. It's uh, laziness. It's 
um, a sense of defeatism. It's not knowing your inclination to succeed. It's not realizing that challenges aren't random. It's these other things that we give our power away to. As soon as you start drawing conclusions, well, it must be this, and mom didn't believe in herself, so I don't believe in myself. Now you have that to contend with on top of whatever else it was. Or maybe it was priorities. Maybe you've been putting out other fires or making other things happen in your life because you want something. Maybe because you've always wanted something and it hasn't shown up yet doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Other things have been showing up, right? You've been making progress in other areas, dealing with other things. And you've naturally been evolving and getting better and getting wiser. You can't stop. You can't not do this. It's okay because it hasn't shown up doesn't mean it's not going to show up. Do not assume that you are sabotaging yourself. You are not. Let's just go there. You are not self-sabotaging. It is not in your divine gladiator nature to self-sabotage. You see the good in others and you see it in yourself and you're going to move forward towards your dreams with baby steps no matter how humbling they may seem. And if you really want to put the turbochargers on when it comes to beliefs, just name the beliefs you would like to be yours. I believe I'm worthy. I believe I'm powerful. I believe I'm destined for success. I believe I'm a money magnet. I believe money grows on trees. I believe I am loved by everybody who I meet. I'm loved by people. And then write down all the good beliefs that you would like to claim as yours. You don't have to believe them. Just write them all down. Write down all the good beliefs that people who are wildly successful in the ways that you want to be successful probably believe. Write them all down. Number two, study their validity. I've given you these three steps before. Study their validity. Stare at that list. See how it's true that your thoughts become things that you were born deserving, that you live in this oasis of magic. See the validity of these beliefs that are your dream beliefs, and they will start installing themselves. And then step three, start incrementally acting like those are your beliefs. Just a little bit. Uh, a couple times a week, uh, demonstrate, splurge, primp, whatever, act as if you're worthy. Act as if you're a money magnet. Act as if you've got friends all over and you do. Pretend that they're yours and these beliefs will start changing the circumstances of your life. Your inner witness will see these little incremental changes, your inner witness will become a believer. And if you had any invisible limiting beliefs to the contrary, they will no longer make sense in light of the evidence that's now surrounding you vis-a-vis -vis your manifestations. And if you had those invisible limiting beliefs, they will be bulldozed and steamrolled, liquefied and evaporated. They will no longer exist. And you never had to know what they were. So you got this self-doubt, self-loathing, self-pity. It's normal. It's scary to be a human during these primitive times, but it's also awesome. And you know that. You can feel that. You can see it. There's been sparks throughout your whole life of your magnificence. Probably today, you're just dripping sparks. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Today's question, finding your peeps. At this crazy time in the evolution of consciousness where there's such polarity and divisiveness in detail. Mike, I seem to be losing friends around me because I won't put up with abuse, negativity, and bad behavior. And yet I find myself mostly alone. And I wonder what an adult does to attract 
like-minded people into their life. I find that by being true to myself, others would prefer to fit me into a mold they have created. I've lost about five or six close friends this year just by standing my ground. And it's so lonely here. Mm. My gosh, this is a time of change. And I think everyone can relate to this. Not only has it been challenging to challenging to get out more into the world virtually or physically, but once we do, um, we find there are people who think differently and who are adamant and who are as entrenched in their views as we are our own. But there's a workaround. It's a really happy workaround. The short of this is the idea of how do I find my people uh, speaks to an accumulation of thoughts uh, that are led by and fueled by the idea that you need to go make things happen, go make connections, go live your life, make your dreams come true. And that means you're messing with the cursed house. You're doing a bit of micromanaging. The way life works is you allow it and good things start happening. You follow your bliss. You radiate your essence. You follow your heart and stuff starts showing up. You don't have to go make your dreams come true and you don't have to go find your peeps. You just be true to yourself and they will find you. The path will find you. Uh, the partner will find you. The finances will find you. Just be your glorious self. And here is the biggest challenge to that right now uh, at this stage of our planetary and psychological evolution. We are reacting really powerfully to what we don't agree with and to what we don't like. Now, there's two ways to look at it. I'm following my bliss or I'm standing my ground. Standing your ground. I mean, is this a war? Is this a fight? I know I'm not trying to point fingers or, or put you off. This is a, a heartfelt question and I feel for you. And I, I deal with all of these same kind of uh, issues and challenges that I speak to. Um, but, but if you are finding issue with the causes of others and they want you to do this and they want you to believe that and the other political party and the other extreme it's outrageous and infuriating what we see other people do i'm i'm totally like i know what you're talking about and i want to stand my ground but that's not going to attract friends nor influence people you want to radiate from a place of joy like Mother Teresa said, you're not going to bring about peace by being anti-war. And you're not going to bring about friends by being anti their positions. And I'm not saying that you're, you know, I'm, I'm going way beyond what your question is to, to, to what I witness in the world around me. But I know I'm triggered by the offensive plays um, from certain political corners in the world. Political has become mainstream, not even political anymore, but certain behaviors of certain people. I'm um, just turn on the news and you're like a gas, like, oh my gosh. And the more riled up we get, the more we need to stand our ground and the more we build fences around ourselves. So 
Follow your heart. Do what you want to do. Take action. If you want to be politically involved, that's not the issue. That's not a problem. Go and, and align with folks who are aligned with you and, and hold true to that vision of this utopian world of personal responsibility and abundance and a thriving economy. Go hold on to that vision and do what you can for that vision. But if doing what you can for your vision uh, is denying other people their voice or arguing with them or or kind of pitting yourself against them, this is not productive. And I, I really feel like I slip into that. So I'm speaking to myself and I, and I see it happening all over the place. Water rises to its own level. So let your level be of joy, of joy all the time. And that doesn't mean you don't want change in the world. You can be of joy now while wanting change, by holding the marker higher, by raising yourself up to another level and striving constantly in joy to embody the perspectives and the beliefs that, that course through your veins. So by all means, be your unique self, be a champion of your own views, your political views, but let it not turn into one side versus the other, right versus wrong. Everybody's got a perspective. Live your life in joy while being heard and all else will fall into place. Your friends, your people, you're going to be a friend magnet. People are going to say, I love the way you do this. And you're going to find that some of your friends do have different views than you. And they're going to be okay because you're shining a light with so much joy. They're going to wonder, you know, what you're drinking and, and how they can feel some of that good vibe that you're feeling. So it's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to shine from your heart. It's a great time to go out there in the world and fear not. You are surrounded by love. You are surrounded by people who want to love you. Um, and by getting out in the world, physically and or on the internet, while there's definitely resistance on both sides, you will begin attracting those of a like mind. Uh, and they will find you. Jumbo fellow adventurer, welcome to another spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley here to remind you in a number of different ways that your thoughts become things. Today we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. More questions coming in about friendships um, and how challenging they seem to be not only in this world that's in the throes of evolution, but each of us individually are. And so let's talk about the evolution of friendship and some of the attributes and elements of such an evolution that are easy to overlook uh, and, and give the wrong priorities to. First thing I want to tell you is going to sound a little bit odd, but really... It's not about the relationship. It's about you. And it's about them. And the relationship should never be above the two parties in it. Now, I might be splitting hairs here. Of course, there's such a thing as a relationship. Uh, it's a handy talking point, a reference point. But, but what needs to be honored and respected are the two individuals within it. And here's something that's really important to get that we lose sight of. The reason we enter relationships, friendships, is for our own 
desire, our own desires, our own needs. You seek relationships for your own selfish interest. Hallelujah. That's the way it should be. No one else is going to take care of you like you taking care of you. And you need to get your priorities straight. And it's fair to pass judgment on what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Now, don't extrapolate that into passing judgment on other people. Other than, is this serving you or not? Okay, they're in their own evolution. They're in their own learning curve. And they're looking for what's good for them. So remember, as you're looking for what's good for you, and this is the way it should be, they're looking for what's good for them. And as long as you're both finding that this is mutually... Um, productive and enjoyable, and at least you're learning a lot, then man, more power to you. Enjoy it. And consider this, even for the pious, devout, old soul who only wants to serve, they just want to serve, they just want to make the world a better place. If they enter into a relationship with this modus operandi, they are doing it for themselves. There's no escaping. You're here for you. And that doesn't mean you want to grow or love at the expense of others. No, you want to grow and love with others. This is how we all bloom when we're all looking out for ourselves. Okay, looking out for ourselves in the dance of life with other dancers who are also looking out for themselves. No matter what you do, you're doing it for yourself. And please do not think there is any shame to the contrary, much glory, much good, and looking out for yourself. you got to do it. You're the only one who can do it the way you can do it. You're the only one who knows what would really make you happy. And if it's being selfless, if it's being a martyr, if it's giving your soul away, you're doing it for yourself. Never lose sight of that. And critically, come to terms with that being the motivation of those now in your life, including romantic partners. Yeah, you didn't marry them for them. You married them for you. Or you're not dating them for them. You're dating them for you. Never put the relationship above the interest of the two parties involved. And your interests, including your needs, including your fantasies, including your luxuries, including your desires, all count. You be the judge, the honorable, holy, spiritual judge that says whether or not this pairing continues to serve you. Now, there's a lot of tangents here. And maybe if you ask some questions, I'll answer them uh, in the remainder of this week in spiritual tune-ups. Yes, you want to take short-term into account. Yes, you want to take long-term into account. No, this doesn't mean when there's a challenge, you know, hightail out of there. Sometimes you'll get the most You'll be enriched the maximum when you embrace the challenges that will often show up in a friendship and or a relationship. But that doesn't mean you need to be dragged through the mud. That doesn't mean you need to tolerate the unacceptable, not by any stretch. But if someone's pushing your buttons, good and bad, uh, maybe there's something good to learn from both of those experiences. Ultimately, we're in this alone. You came here alone. You're leaving alone. Love is love and it lasts forever. Connections that are once blessed with love will always be. You can't lose them. 
Although you may part ways for a year, a week, a lifetime, 10 lifetimes, but you're always only ever a thought away. So don't turn this into a romantic um, travesty. If somebody chooses to evolve or that they don't need you or want you, uh, it's them, it's not you. You need to take care of yourself. Allow it to happen and somebody else will show up. Bless them with love. Parting can be so sweet. It can be with happy tears. It can be with an appreciation that you will have what you always had. Like Humphrey Bogart said to Ingrid Bergman, we'll always have Paris. Oh my God, you will always have Paris. You will always have planet Earth. You will always have that first kiss. You will always have the laughter of children running at your feet. You will always have those things. They don't go away. They are forever and ever. But while the individual and the personality evolves, there may come a time to, to take different paths, which doesn't mean it's a real goodbye. So let it be. Allow. And the same thing for new relationships. We were talking about that yesterday. Don't force them. Don't, don't make them happen. Just radiate your true essence and the right people will show up at the right time and the right people will leave at the right time. Or you call them the wrong people, but that's kind of not where we want to go with this. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Friday. It's Mike Dooley. So happy to be with you on this rainy Orlando, Florida morning. Uh, these are my spiritual tune-ups where every Monday through Friday I answer your questions. Please post them below. Today's question was submitted by an Infinite Possibility member. So glad that you all are here as well. And it's a great question. It's so relevant to what we're going through today. Mike, how is it possible that this is the greatest time to be alive? Something not only that I have been saying, but many others in this realm of metaphysics have also been saying, Mike, how is this the greatest time to be alive when the United States, sorry for the, uh, the, 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 the focus on the U.S., I know this is a global following, but you'll see this mirrored in your country, no doubt, right now as well, when the United States seems to be losing its democracy and becoming a fascist country, and how can dreams come true if you are living there? All right, now I'm smiling, not because of the question. It's an awesome question. I'm smiling because at first glance, I thought this was leaning very heavily to one side of the political equation. Uh, either it's very left or it's very right. I'm not going to tell you what I thought. And then I realized either side's extreme the people on the far left and the people on the far right right now, both could ask this question and both of them are asking this question. Um, we're losing our democracy. Many people think the last election was completely stolen. Uh, losing our democracy. Many people think the president, the present uh, leadership with mandates and vaccine requirements is stealing people's rights. Okay, both sides think we're losing our democracy right now. Um, and then uh, fascist, same thing. Uh, whether it was Trump or Biden, the other side thinks that the other side is fascist. And I was like, God, is that interesting or what? Because I thought this is too political. Everybody's going to know that this is 
speaking to so-and-so. It's like, no, nobody's going to know. I don't even know right now the persuasion of the person who asked this great question. So, but let's take stock at what's happening. First off, you cannot look with a microscope at the times and space that we're in and draw a conclusion. For example, right now, it's a, a, a dark and gray, rainy morning. Many people love that. M many would prefer to have a bright, sunny, blue sky kind of morning. But if you were of the persuasion to just judge the year 2021 by a gray, drizzly rain in Florida of all places, you could well be led to conclude that this is not that great of a year. But that would be taking things out of perspective. I know that, that you're wiser than that. But the same is true when you look at the political climate and draw sweeping conclusions. And the same is true when you focus on certain elements to the exclusion of others. Uh, I was having a conversation with Sarah Landon and the council were working on a project together. So there's a lot of conversations I'm referencing lately. And uh, somebody, I asked a similar question on behalf of somebody else during a broadcast that we did. And uh, so much divisiveness now, so much anger now, so much, you know, what's going on, council? Sarah channels the council. And the council said, you, what do you mean what's going on? The, are you asking about the fact that there's never been so much love on planet Earth? Are you asking about the fact that there's never been so much transparency on planet Earth? Are you asking about the fact that there's never been so much peace on planet Earth? And suddenly, myself as well was like, it's true. It's true. How many countries are in a raging war right now? Uh, very, very few. There's pockets of ugliness everywhere. I don't deny that. But, you know, there's not World War III, and there was lots of potential for World War III, and there's, there's hardly any country where one is armed at the border and the other, and they're lobbing bombs and missiles and nuclear weapons at each other. There's like none. There's like almost 200 countries or territories on planet Earth, and almost none are in a full-blown all-out war. I mean, if, if you were talking about end of times, I, I think we would find a few, dozens, maybe a hundred. There's like none. And I'm not being naive. I know that there's a lot of tension in Taiwan and China and China in the U.S. and Russia and the, you know, but, but still, look, peace is the overwhelming mode that this planet is in right now. Transparency like never before with the internet. It's like, it's mind boggling and it's intoxicating and it's exciting. And these times have been prophesized. So something else is in the mix as well. Now there's no such thing as a prophecy that is set in stone. That's an impossibility. But there are likelihoods and probabilities, and it's very likely I'm going to continue this conversation without interruption, but it, all things are possible. And it's very likely you're going to see the evolution of consciousness and the evolution of civilization go in a certain pattern based on decisions that are being made and, and the arc in which their enlightenment is unfolding. So it's possible for somebody 2,000 years ago or 10 years ago 
to tune in to likely probabilities. And for as long as time has been recorded with Nostradamus and the Bible and others, there have been folks speaking to this general vicinity on the calendar from 2012 to now, which is essentially the same time when you look in the scheme of things, pointing to raising vibrations, um, uh, more light, uh, transformation. And when you have transformation, think of it when you were a teenager becoming an adult. Okay, think of that. Okay, this is like really a good time. Wow, you're coming into your own. You've discovered your power. Oh my God, there's love and things that go along with love and there's infinite possibilities. Well, as you emerge from childhood, youth, adolescence, teenage years, um, into adulthood, you're not really prepared to, to pay those bills on time. I mean, do you really need to go to work on Friday, like today? You know, you could go to the beach or hang out and call, what's her name? Or, you know, all of, all of a sudden you're on this tightrope and mom and dad aren't picking up after you anymore. And you're like, rah, 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 watch me. And, and the plates that you were spinning are falling and crashing. And you're trying to come to terms with your power. And you're trying to come to terms with this new body that you've inhabited. And you're trying to come to terms with all these new elements that are bombarding you. And while it is absolutely thrilling and exciting and enthralling, and to some, the best time of their life, at least up until that point, it's also terrifying and very difficult and hard to stay balanced and challenging to be focused, right? Because you're going through this transition. Fast forward to your 2530. For many, there's time, there's an equilibrium, attraction. Oh, I get it. I'm powerful, but I need to be responsible with my power. Oh, nobody told me that. <laughs> so all of a sudden you've got the training wheels have gone flying and you're on your own and it takes a little bit of time to get your balance. Now, if you had fallen, you know, at age 19 and a half or 22 and a half, you might say to, to somebody who loved you, how could this be the best time of my life? This just is miserable. I hate it. I, my knees are bleeding and I lost my job and uh, I have a car accident, but no insurance. It's, the, it's like it would feel like the worst of the worst because you're going through this transition that has long been prophesized, adding uh, credibility to what we can see with our physical senses and what we can feel with our heart and sense with our, into, with our mind. That the world is going through this incredible transformation, the age of Aquarius, the end of the Mayan calendar, or better, the beginning of a brand new calendar, the beginning of the brand new, which leads to the other thing that I wanted to share in answering this question. Look at what you're focusing on. Are you focusing on the beauty, the love, the generosity, the peace, the traction, the clarity? Or are you focusing on the people who have just fallen off their bicycle and they're saying, I want it to be like it used to be. If you're focusing on that and the fact that they're getting together and they're having these huddles and they're threatening and making allegations, don't give them power. See the beauty. There's never been so much love on planet Earth. There's never been a greater time to hope. We're going through a, a stretch where all of a sudden we are discovering things that we never even thought of before. But at this point in our evolution, there is freedom of speech. There is freedom of movement. There are all these things. And yes, you can say 
Folks are trying to take that away. Some folks are trying to take that away. They're scared. And other folks are seeing that they've got power that they never had before. And this is already the best of times for many, many people. And it can be for everyone listening and watching right now when you choose what to focus on. Forget the prophecies. Forget the political spectrum. Forget what your neighbor's doing and what the president did or what the president's now doing. See the love. See the potential. Realize with these raising vibrations, thoughts become things even faster. And you can find more birds of a feather who do think like you, who wants to celebrate what's great, who wants to celebrate what's sacred, who wants to consolidate and make the best of this as we plan for the blossoming of happily ever after on planet Earth. This is Friday going into the weekend. Okay, and we're like, oh my gosh, sometimes the Friday before a weekend, like today, is as good or as or better than the weekend because we can get lost in our imaginations and the wonder of how sweet it's going to be. That freedom, uh, the, the camaraderie, the cooperation, the explorations, the adventures you may choose to go on on the fly. It's like, oh, just revel in that now, simmer in that now. Feel the juice. Know that you're loved. This is all playing out in the palm of God's hand, in the heart and the mind of God right now. When vibrations are rising like this and things are happening faster and we see the bad faster and the good faster and the hope and the fear faster, faster, faster. Remember what I have shared many times before. You don't live in a neutral universe. You live in a non-judgmental universe, but not a neutral universe. The universe is so leaning in your favor, in the favor of growth and unity and love and adventure. This is your nature. So it's not like good thoughts, bad thoughts. They become things as fast as one another, and you better think more good thoughts than bad thoughts. You're so inclined to succeed and thrive and shine the light that's in your soul that will automatically attract you to abundance and clarity and friends and laughter, maintaining what you love and shedding what you don't. This is your nature. So when the vibrations are rising like that, if you're true to yourself and you're true to your nature and you're just moving with joy to the best of your ability, these are crazy times, COVID, social distancing, crazy politics. To the best of your ability, if you focus on what you love and what you like and where you want to go and how you want to feel, oh my gosh, your positive thoughts, thoughts in alignment with truth, get rid of the judgment there, your thoughts in alignment with truth, that you're beautiful, that life's beautiful, that you're powerful, that it's going to work out, that it's all going to be fine. Those thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than negative or fearful, or, or thoughts out of alignment with truth. It's not going to work. Of course it's going to work. We're inside of God right now. Um, I'm not that powerful. Um, there's evil lurking in the world. There ain't no evil working in the world. Your thoughts in alignment with truth, which is normal, which is who you really are, particularly when you choose wisely what to focus on and you see the good instead of the fearful, scary stuff. Those thoughts are radically more powerful, more likely to become the things and events of your life than the other silly, fearful thoughts of dread. To such a degree that you can have pity parties, you can be negative, you can worry, so long as you spend a little bit of time every day celebrating what's good, counting your blessings, 
feeling some gratitude, lending a helping hand because you are provided for. Then you're going to surf this tidal wave that's careening through the cosmos. It's now enveloping planet Earth. Hang 10, baby. It's going to get better and better and better. Even as people in fear, people cling to the past, even as things seem for some to go so badly. But, but there's going to be a step back and that's okay. Don't judge it. It's a, it's a rainy morning. You're going to have you're going to have confusion. You're going to stub your toes. There's going to be an unexpected manifestation. That doesn't mean it's bad on you. That doesn't mean you don't have this figured out. That doesn't mean you're sabotaging. Just ebb and flow. Be open. Show up. Love what's happening. You chose to be alive now because you knew it would be this exciting. And you knew what you were doing when you chose from the zenith of your magnificence. Trust that choice. Enjoy it here and now today. Focus on what, on what you love. Do not engage in the, in the people who want to engage you. Uh, those folks that are pushing your buttons, you got, better, you got better buttons to focus on, all right? Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend. Uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now, it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.